a uh, youth pastor, like kind of mentor friend of mine had said um, a while back was like, hey, if like your if your youth students are at school, like learning pre-cal, like they can learn theology. Mm-hmm. Like You don't. And that's something I was doing was like what thinking I had to like water it down a ton. Yeah. Welcome back to In the Trenches, guys. We are here for another episode of this, and hopefully you guys are having a good day, whether you're listening to this on Monday as it is being released, or if you're just listening to this randomly. You ever hear like the podcast, like, oh, maybe you're listening to this on the treadmill or on your drive home or whatever that is. I'm like, who listens to podcasts on treadmill? Do you, Brett? Who who even goes on treadmills? <laughs> That is that's the real question. (laughs) Just go for a walk. Exactly. Anyways, sorry. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, bro. It's good to be back with Brett. (laughs) It is. We have Brett back on the podcast. Brett, how you doing, bro? Doing good. Really good. Almost as good as last time. Almost as good as last time. What about you, Gary? Good. Yeah. Good. Everything's great. Good, good, good. Well, hey, guys, we are back with um, Brett. And if you didn't get to catch Brett's kind of bio, you can go ahead and uh, listen to the last podcast. And just for a good laugh, go listen to the last podcast talking all about summer camp. But today, we are here and we're going to be going over really Brett's um, passions in youth ministry. But before we do, Brett, um, one question that we didn't ask last episode that we asked pretty much everybody is what is a crazy youth ministry story that you have? Um, I've got a lot, so um, we're going to have to spread this out. But um, Drop them, bro. Okay, let me see. Whether you were in when, in, when you were in youth ministry, because again, if you don't know, Brett was a PK, so he yeah. was pretty much raised in the church. So if uh, any one of those stories, or even as a youth pastor now, because you've been a youth pastor for about five years? Yeah. Nice. Okay, I have like a a, a gross one, um, a gross Pinecrest one. Oof, even better. Uh, so we do, every year, uh, we do like a winter retreat at Pinecrest, our youth group does, just mm-hmm. us. And I think it was two years ago. Uh, we're at the final dinner, like before we head d- back down the hill and a student, uh, comes to me and they're like, Hey, Pastor Brett. I'm like, what's up? They're like, um, so-and-so pooped outside. And so <laughs> to get a picture, it's like snowing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so. And just a brown spot. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like where, like in the woods? And they're well, like, kind of, because like, <laughs> if it's out in the woods, like that's super gross. But I don't really care, like, um, whatever. But I was like, no, like, where is it? Is it out in the woods? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. Just make sure they like clean up, wash yeah. your hands or whatever. Sanitize. <laughs> and, and yeah, and they're like, I don't know. I think you should see it. And I was like, oh gosh. So then we go. Uh, they walk me outside, and if you've ever been to. If you're listening, you ever been to Pinecrest? Imagine like walking out the front doors of the dining hall, and there's like over by the pavilion. Yeah. There's like that little cabin mm-hmm. house thing right there, and there's a tree right by the cabin. Bro. Literally right there, this kid took a dump like 
So I went out there and I was like, bro, you got to clean this up. And he looked at me with horror. Like, how am I supposed to clean this up? I was like, bro, don't, I'm not the bad guy here. You're the one who pooped outside. <laughs> so, but what I, I made him go inside and ask the, like the dining staff for, I made him say this exactly. He went in, could I get a trash bag? Cause I pooped outside. So he went inside. He asked him, could I get a trash bag? Cause I pooped outside. I made him pick it up like dog poop, throw it away and, does this kid still go to your youth group? Yeah. Oh, and when we got home, I was gonna tell his parents because like that's like that's foul. You can't move outside. <laughs> I can't. I was gonna tell his parents. And we get home, and this is like so. <laughs> this is like right after Christmas is yeah. when we do it. So we get home, and I'm walking like they're all walking. Him and his older brother are walking to the parents' car, and so I'm following them because I'm gonna be like, hey, let, you know, this is just what happened. You should probably have a conversation about it. And as I'm about to go tell the parents, like a puppy jumps out of the car, like their brand new puppy for Christmas, like with a bow on it and everything. And I was like, I can't ruin this moment. So I just left it. <laughs> like, you I would have ruined that kid's like I know. Christmas. I was going to be like, like right when you're getting a puppy, get him in trouble. So I just left it. I feel like it's like the perfect segue though. You know, like, hey, oh, that's so great. you know how he's going to have to take care of this puppy and all the stuff that he's doing? He got doing? some practice at camp. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Picking up poop. Just a, a lot more. his own. It. Man. Dude, that is insane. Dude, there's some crazy poop stories from Pinecrest. There true. is. I, I yeah, Gary's got a crazy one. That is very true. Dude, so wait, was he a junior high student? He was, okay, yes. That, this make, I'm like, if a high school student did that, that'd be... Have you guys ever pooped outside? Yeah. I have not at camp. <laughs> Charlie said that so confidently, <laughs> yeah. which, of course, <laughs> of I, course I, you've pooped outside. I had like an open. Camping? Yeah, yeah, li- yeah, come on. No. It's not right. like that. He's not as country as we are. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. the first person to come on the podcast to like, get yeah, on your side. I know. Yeah, we should all be pooping outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these other churches that came to our event. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's like a. Never mind. I won't even get into it. Um, that's how, pretty crazy. Like on a, how many times have you pooped outside, Charlie? <laughs> With how like confident you said that, like what's the? Like, wait, wait. Let's see. What's Brit. the over under? Yeah, yeah. yeah what's the, the over? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna set the number at okay. 20. twenty. You want the over? Or you want the under, bro? Yeah, for it's got Charlie. it's over for sure. Okay, for I'll him. take the under. I would probably say it's over. Over twenty? Yeah. Yeah, because one camping trip, if you're there for a week, you got at least five. <laughs> yeah. Like like when we go backpacking, it's like you're in the middle of the wilderness. I don't, but that's but when you camp, like sometimes, like even at Pinecrest, and that's not camping. Yeah, yeah, it locks me up, bro. So like, (laughs) I pooped probably a total like one time per camp, bro. Like it's just like. See, I have the exact opposite. When I eat that kind of food, it's just like the floodgates open. I was very regular at camp. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of speaking of food at camp, with Brett being here, I think it's a perfect moment to for me to talk about something that happened. So. Brett's at one of our weeks of camp. I think it was the last week. Yeah, it was, I it, I was, it was week five. No, no, no. It was week five of camp. So we've been through a lot of camp, right? Ate a lot of camp food. So what people would do is they'd go to that McDonald's just down the hill a little bit. And they'd get food for people. And uh, oh, yes. I'd say like this is my favorite 50, story. 50, 50, 50, I'd get asked. That's how I realized, Gary, like I'm in a new kind of era. That's why I didn't get because you. Because it's like all You're the rec team, me. all the rec team, and all those people all hit each other up. But I feel like we get left out of those oh, conversations. I was not asked one time. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happens. Is like I freaking bought people dinner like at 100%. least five times. Yes, yes, yes. So I realized like, oh, I'm in a new zone now. 
because like it was like 50 50 people would remember to ask me but they're all hit you know all the camp it's all flirty you're, get, you're getting blah, blah, blah. older bros what it is so anyways uh <laughs> yeah, i go yourself i had missed <laughs> i'd missed a lot of like invites or like hey do you want some food i was talking with brett <laughs> and i said oh dude like i'm i'm not eating the meal tonight like i don't know what it was but i was like i'm not eating it my my stomach's already jacked up I really want some I like real Joe's. food. Yeah, sloppy joes. I was like, not mm-hmm. happening. Tasty. And Brett's like, oh yeah, dude. Um, I'm gonna go to McDonald's. No, I did not say that. 100, percent you did. No. What'd you say? <laughs> Tell me your. No. So you you said that you wanted McDonald's, and I said, let's go. Yes, yes, then... yes, yes, yes. Okay, you're right. Now I remember. I said, yes, yeah, yes, yes, I yes, want yes, McDonald's. Yes. He said, let's go. I said, I can't right now because there was something coming up that I like. I had to be a part of or at. And I said, uh, but if you go. I definitely want some. Like, it wasn't just sort of like, this is a, a, a broad idea we're throwing out. I was like, I 100% want McDonald's tonight. I will Venmo you. I'll, no, you know. that didn't happen. Oh, 100% no, it, it did. So I say that with like... I'm, with, on, I'm on bank side. No. So, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it back because I almost did. So the lying side? So anyways, I was like, uh, 100% I want a McDonald's. Like, we move on with the night until I see... Brett, it's hours have passed. I see Brett and Asher walking back this from like the, the condo area with bags of McDonald's in their hand. And I know they didn't ask me my order. So I'm like, did they just take a guess? And I, and I like put my arms out like, what what happened? I'm standing there and watching this whole thing go down. Brett start giggling like a little girl, like, ooh. <laughs> and so he comes over. He's like, Oh, sorry, dude. I didn't know you were serious about that. And I was legitimately like, he was mad. upset. I was, he was like, super upset. Well, because I was heartbroken. We could have fought right there. I was. I've s- never seen Elliot act the way he did. He was hurt. I he was, was hurt, hurt dude. He was. Okay, okay, okay. But here's here's to be fair, we didn't get anybody. I else was betrayed. Food. Was I don't care. Well, you <laughs> also didn't have a conversation with anybody else. Can we just say who is Asher? Yeah. Asher is Gary's son, and he didn't ask Gary one time if he wanted McDonald's. <laughs> and and Asher, was, Asher was the asked me for money every time. Yeah, <laughs> Asher that's was, even worse. Asher he's, was at McDonald's like every day. That yeah, is true. That's true. And he's asking Gary, hey, can you give me 10 bucks? And never saying like what it's for. That's even worse. But I had had this conversation with Brett. I trusted him. He's like a brother to me. Oh, and then he go. says, and he shows up walking across with no McDonald's. Because not just like. I'd ha- I'd seen that walk a lot of people coming yep. back with McDonald's, yep. and usually I was a little bummed. Like, hey, you didn't text me. This hurt on a different level because <laughs> we had a actual conversation about this, and he comes back. He says, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were serious." I'm like, "Oh, you think I was joking about wanting food to eat for dinner tonight, bro?" And uh, so, anyways, we we made a deal. We we had a forgiveness moment at <sighs> camp, and Brett has to trade me one actual trade during fantasy this year like uh what yeah but it has to be fair no it's yeah it's not like it's not like i can get like patrick mahomes for you know tyler lockett or something like it's gotta be a a decent trade but last year he like he had people sitting on his bench that he didn't need and he wouldn't give it to anybody so i was like you have to do one and i went 13 and and you lost in the end but he has to do one legitimate trade yeah yeah. and so the there's no more bitterness or hate in my heart the funniest part but it hurt i was like he he came up to me later he's like because we're it was funny but i was actually like no i you you could tell if you looked at you like you were like hurt i had to walk away yeah like because it was like yeah i was like dude now i'm gonna be hungry you're like verbatim what elliot said was 
he was hurt because it was his idea to get McDonald's. True. And you went oh, yeah, yeah. and he didn't said, get him McDonald's. Okay, so I honestly, I just completely forgot because we had that conversation. Like, oh, that sounds good. And then you're like, I can't go. And I was like, oh. And then I didn't plan on going. Like, I was just going to have Sloppy Joe's. And then it was like 30 or 40 minutes later. I think it was Ash. Yeah, Asher walked up and was like, bro, I'm going to go get McDonald's. Who's then, Asher again? <laughs> your son. And then Aaron was like, yeah, let's go. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. That's what made it hurt the most is that they brought McDonald's back for Aaron. The, the no, no, keys Aaron guy went, on Aaron went with us. It doesn't make it better, dude. It all hurts. <laughs> he got in the car and he welcome, went. Welcome to the next level. Yeah, Elliot's like, true, Elliot's you like, get, I you can't. Get forgotten this and is what out. the next level. I guess, dude. That's true. Elliot was like, I can't go to McDonald's. I'm too important. I can't leave. What's <laughs> worse? What's worse? Like they need me here. Is when they like, just all, get in the car, bro. How many times <laughs> did you go out to the back of the chapel in, in that area? Yeah. Everyone's eating McDonald's. And then you go down there and they realize, oh, crap. And they're like, oh, man, I have a couple you, of chicken nuggets you want a left French over. Fry? You, <laughs> you think want I want a... your dirty, yeah, cold, exactly. leftover chicken <laughs> True, nuggets dude. in my mouth? 100%, bro. <laughs> disgusting, bro. Give me a cold French fry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you. Here's a French fry. This is why some, this is why people make fun of our friendship. Yeah. But this is why we had like who always had Jersey Mike's yep. or we got each other's We went back, to the bro. sandwich place at, uh, at the oh, grocery yeah. store. That is too good. Can't trust Brett. So if you want, if you want in, snakes in the, in the grass, the, bro. The snakes in the grass. If you want in on the inner circle, you just gotta bring food. And and That's Brett it. and I have been through a lot. His mom loves my Devo that I did for for the network. All right, well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> That's just a true Brett, fact, Brett. What about as a youth student? Because I think that is probably, as going back to the crazy youth ministry stories, do you have a moment in youth ministry when you were a student that is just forever ingrained in your memory? Where you lied to someone's face and betrayed no. them? I have a few. One, I'll, Can I snapshot like a couple? Because sure. I won't go into super big detail. One, my first winter camp ever was at Sugar Pine. Mm. And I was a student, and there's a youth pastor who you all know. Um, What's the name? Uh, Tyler Clark. I'm not going to name any names. Adam Altermat. But uh, <laughs> we we were in a cabin, and the, they're like smaller uh, cabins with like eight bunk beds or something like that. Yeah. It's just like a single cabin. There's a front door and a back door. And Adam's like sleeping on the ground on a, on a mattress in the middle of the night. None of us were sleeping because we had this leader named Big Bob who snored like a bear. And he literally, like, handed out earplugs. We're like, D- just don't come, you know? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. But, uh, dude, one, at youth convention one time, I had a leader like that, and he was deaf. And he <laughs> oh, no. snored so loud. And he was the leader of our room, and he did, he did nothing to watch us. We'd go into the room, and he'd sleep, and he'd snore. And it was so easy to sneak out. We could. <laughs> he wouldn't hear us. <laughs> that's what and, I was going to uh, say, but I didn't know if I could. <laughs> that's, that's foul. Uh, but anyways, in the middle of the night, Adam had to pee. And so, like, I, I hear the back door open. And he's literally laying on, he's laying on the mattress on the floor. He opens the door. No. Leans out and just pees out the door and then closes it. And the, the amount of stories that you've shared within the last 10, 15 minutes of bowel movements All about is defecation. Great, bro. Okay, so when let's was, switch it when up. When was Adam Altermatt your youth pastor? Uh, Visalia. Um, so this was like 2010. Really? Yeah, he was like the he was my youth pastor for like six months. Okay. Also, there's then, no way that that passes the what is that like new code that we all have to oh, like it? AB five hundred one. Yeah, AB five hundred one C. That we'll have to edit this one. That out. he just leans out and because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was one of my former interns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's always your interns. Um, there's that one. I've uh, there's one. We used to sneak into Hume Lake when I was at, when I lived in Visalia. Um, that's 
fun. Moral of the story, they have like wristbands that would say that you're part of the camp and they'd be different color every week so that they were trying to like, so people couldn't sneak in. And so I just like, we'd send a friend up and send a text down of what color it was and we'd buy it from the dollar store and then like we'd set a tent up. Anyway, so we did that. Probably the craziest one though was we had this youth leader and our youth group went, all of it happened in Visalia, I don't know why, but... (laughs) There's nothing to do there, so you just like <laughs> do hood rat stuff. Um, but we had this we had this uh, older guy that went to the church who big he, Bob. He was like when the church had a private school, he was the principal and the football coach, and now he was like doing a different job. We used to TP his house like monthly, <laughs> and uh, one time we went and this was all like a group of like twenty somethings uh, who were like you know, on his football team back in the day, and then I was like like pony boy of the group. I was sixteen, the youngest one, and. They're all TP in this dude's house, and he had this like old Bronco, mm. and I like the back window, um, like Broncos, like they're pretty notorious, like the back window. You can kind of just yeah. slide them down. So I went and I like slid down the back window, and then I went up and like mm. racked it into neutral, and <laughs> it was in his like driveway, and so we just parked it on the street. That was like step one, and so then um, he was like, he home. Uh, yeah, but he didn't hear any of it. It was like, we were doing this at like deaf too? two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> was it OJ Simpson? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so then, <laughs> so then he was like, Hey, did you guys move my Bronco? And we're like, no, we didn't touch your Bronco. You know, like, yeah, we just TP'd your house. Get over it. Um, <laughs> and then like a, like a few nights later we went back and like moved it two houses down <laughs> and then it just like went on and on and on. And eventually, so you stole a car. <laughs> yeah. So eventually he was like. Like started to post about it on Facebook. I'm going crazy. Like my my car keep is like moving, but the like uh, odometer is not you know changing at all or whatever. And so we moved it like to the next neighborhood. And he found it. And he was like, all right. He texted us. He's like, guys, I'm done. Stop doing it. It's not funny anymore. We're like, okay, whatever. And then so our last hurrah was like one of our friends' dads owned a tow company. <laughs> and so we like pulled it out of his driveway and like rolled it down the street. And then we got this dude's dad to come tow it to. <laughs> And he was, like, the athletic director at a school that was, like, 20 miles away. And we, like, towed it to his school and parked it in his parking spot. (laughs) And so, like, the next day, it's like, someone stole my car. It's like, it's not there. And then he, like, got a ride to school, and his car's there in the parking lot. Dude, I would be so upset. (laughs) I would be so annoyed if that was me. (laughs) That's crazy. You're right. So think of the way that guy felt. About his car is how I felt oh about McDonald's not being there for It me. always circles back to Elliot. <laughs> it always circles back. No, it never does. Because I never get McDonald's I'll at camp, bro. That is oh, funny, man. man. Well, dude, that's crazy. Thanks again, dude, for being on the podcast. But yeah, today what we want to do is really open the floor for um, our guests to share their, their passions and their heart when it comes to youth ministry. And so what, I, what we're going to do right now is just kind of give you that floor, give you that opportunity to share your passion, share your heart when it comes to youth ministry. Yeah, cool. Um, it's uh, when, when you sent me that text to kind of prep for this, I... Uh, you get you could throw me under the bus, bro. I, te- I texted you like five minutes out before recording the first podcast. Yeah, no, 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 it's good. Uh, but I, it's like such a loaded question because, yeah. like, I mean, as a youth pastor, you're passionate about it all, you know. And so, uh, but there's been a couple things that we've been doing. Um, I'll talk about some like, like right now and yeah, and what's happening, and then kind of just like long term. But yeah, something yeah. we've been doing, um. Every year we have like something in our sites. Mm. 
so like year one being used pastor it was all all about relationships right and just like building that and then uh, we did outreach one year where that was like the main focus and none of these things like go away but you know you like really focus on it for yeah. a year and so this year uh, we just really felt like biblical like literacy was like a big thing we just want students to fall in love with the word of God and we we're just like game planning on how to do that and so what we've been doing and it's like super different than what I've been doing in the past is we are going through the Bible like in chronological order like cover wow. to cover and um, and I thought like after a while they'd get kind of sick of it but they love it and yeah. I've never had so many texts from students like hey what is this what does this mean I'm reading so I'm sick. reading ahead and like uh, um, you know and, and just asking questions and all this kind of stuff and so we're right now we're in uh like the Solomon, David, like mm. kind of section of the Bible. Um, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, but so we've been doing that and we want, we wanted our students to see, because uh, it's crazy, you read all of Genesis and then you start reading Exodus and like things you didn't think about when, if you're just going to like snapshot it, yeah, come alive because you're like, wait, oh, I remember that happened and then this yeah. and then this. And, uh, and so we want, we, this year we wanted our students to see the Bible as like one big story of how God loves us and, and his redemptive story instead of just like, um, like snapshots, scriptures and different like things. So that's, did you start at the beginning of the year? Yeah. 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 So we did. Um, and yeah, it's been, uh, really cool. Shout out to Joey. He does our graphics and he's been killing it with every series. It's been really fun. Um, and so, yeah, that's something we've been passionate about, and the conversations coming out of it are great. Um, but, like, more big picture, I'm passionate. Our youth group um, is uh, one of our strengths. I think every group has, like, a like a, a thing about them, you know, that's different yeah. or whatever. But for us, uh, for it's been um, kind of development of, of – uh, development and discipleship I, I would say but in some specific areas and so um i didn't i don't think i said oh i did say this last podcast but i've, I've been a worship uh, leader much longer than i've been a youth pastor yeah and so one of the things that just naturally has come about in our youth ministry is that uh we have like a really for the size of our youth group too because our, our youth group's you know probably about 30 kids uh, on average and um we have like a really young um, worship band. Mm-hmm. So like a, a lot of them are youth kids. Some of them are young adults, but it. it's like a youth led worship team um, and they're solid. And something that's just uh, happened that we've done that has helped that is during the summers, we give like free music lessons oh, and sick. like vocal lessons and things like that. So, um, so do you just, do those? Yeah, yeah. Can so, you sing for us right now? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so on uh, on Thursdays during the summer, Thursdays are just wide open f- for me. I'm, I I set everything else on other days, and so it's like open house. Like students can come in, and uh, and we and we give them uh, lessons on whatever instrument they play, or or if they want to sing. Or and this year I added like preaching, so certain kids oh, who like wanted sick. to like learn how to preach, we'd like build a message together. And then they'd like preach it to like the small group of kids that were there hanging out. So, That's so dope. I just love, I love that. I love um, developing folks in that way. And then something else that we hit this year that was like huge for us all of a sudden. Because um, it, those of you been in, you guys have all been in youth ministry a while. 
it's like there's like comes in seasons like the first year or two you're just like amped it's like the honeymoon mm-hmm, phase of mm-hmm. like youth ministry and then you kind of hit your groove and then i've found that at least for me around like year five you're like okay it's stale yeah yeah <laughs> like i need to like switch like, something up yeah yeah i need to cast new vision and so something that we did this year was like we started this it's so dumb but we started this thing called man camp where uh like because i noticed that a lot of our young guys like older high schooler and and college age guys had um, either rough relationships with their dad or just gotcha. a non-existent one. Yeah, um, not all of them, but uh, a good a good enough amount of it to address it. And so, what we've been doing with these like man camps things is just been teaching young men things that their dad should have taught them. Wow. And uh, and and it's turned into this thing like. It, just simple things like we did a handshake check one time we did like talking about our posture and the way our body language is and walking into a room and then mixed with it is like learning how to read the bible together and to fast and to pray and do these different things but it's interesting it, it changed the culture even on sunday mornings nice. where it's like our young men in our youth group like show up to sunday morning like with an ownership like, That's so like sick. this is my church and like i hold myself this way or whatever and so we've been doing that it's been really cool and then the girls are the girls got jealous, and so, um, so my wife's starting that with them. Of so that it's a been man kind up of, group, a man up. <laughs> no, but uh, so like for the guys, it's like showing them how to be go from a boy to a man, you know. Yeah. And for our young ladies, it's from you know from a girl to a woman or whatever. So, um, those are some of my passions. <laughs> yeah, so, so you started that that like class this year. Yeah, all the thing. Yeah, the only one. Of the things I just talked about, the music lessons has been a thing that I've done for five years. But uh, yeah, the like man camp thing <laughs> was just this year, like just trying to do something fresh. And so yeah. like every other Wednesday after youth, we have a man meeting. And so they like all like <laughs> so good. Come in. I actually love it. I know that's great. And so like we like walk in, and when I and they all go in first, and then when I walk in, they're all like <laughs> like just being obnoxious <laughs> and like barking for no reason. And then we have like we have a practical skill lesson. Yeah. And then like a discipleship lesson. So, so a sick. practical skill, like the other day I taught them how to budget um, Got it. or I taught them when to tip and how much, stuff like that. And then, I thought your how to kiss lesson was kind of weird, bro. Yeah, me and Elliot got super into it. Weird. Um, but, um, and then, yeah, like a practical one of like, uh, you know, how to read your Bible or where to start yeah. or how to pray and fast and how to worship with heart abandon was one of them mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, we're not just asking you to lift your hands and worship because we want to see that out of you. And it hypes us up. It's just because you need that. Like, yeah. like, like even just in your buildup, you need to release uh, that emotion and things like that. So do all your boys come to that or about like how many would you uh, say? We do like, it's like, Juniors and seniors, and then the and then our leaders, like the oh, college sick. age ones. So it's for the older ones. That's and dope. then we're gonna do like a retreat uh, next spring where we we're gonna go out to Arizona. I have a friend who and like shoot guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna That's sick. we're gonna like uh, dirt bikes, quads, shoot guns. There's like a boat and jet skis. Just we're come just gonna, to my house, bro. I know, literally. <laughs> we're just gonna do a bunch of like man stuff, like in quotations. Uh, but um, I think that's something like if I I guess we can be. It's not yeah. really controversial, but in today's uh, world, I, I just think young men don't think they can be men anymore, like strong mm-hmm. men. And so the, I'm just giving them a license to be young men. Yeah. Uh, and and in the in the conversation of like toxic masculinity or whatever, I just we're going to teach them how to be young 
masculine men that aren't toxic that yeah. like it's like a he- from a healthy place and uh whatever and you can hate me for it or not but no, <laughs> that's, whoever's listening but dude that's so sick that yeah. and you're doing it through a godly like principle yeah which is the, co- the coolest part about the whole thing no i love it i think it's amazing yeah i think it's needed what are you doing for the what is your wife doing for the for the girls that's what i'm really curious about yeah that one hasn't like uh like come to fruition fully yet um she's just been starting with like bible studies Mm -hmm. uh for the young ladies and then they're meeting up and so she's still kind of formulating what that looks like Uh, but it's basically finding self-worth i think that's awesome like the guy code or girl code whatever you guys are calling it Um, man camp man camp he just Uh said it but um one thing that i do want to talk about because i think this is the cool like you going back to like your schedule you said you've cut out pretty much everything going on on thursdays and like left that open what does that look like from like a start time to an end time how many kids are coming like are you teaching them everything or what what are you doing with those students yeah so i for i do that just during the summer because during the school year they're in school anyways yeah um and so but yeah, during the summer, I'll try and front load my Monday and Tuesday um, so that I have Wednesdays open. But most of the time, like, you know, students, they're not coming before 10. So mm-hmm. like, I still have a couple hours to get some stuff done if I need to. And then for the first, what I do is like for the first few weeks of summer, I just do it like open house and, and uh, we'll hit some students up and see when they want to roll through. And whenever they want to roll through, they can. But then usually what happens is it starts taking shape of like, they're all coming at a certain time or whatever but the last few weeks of summer what i do is i actually have everyone come at the same time and then we put on like um little services so like so the the the, like worship team uh folks that i've been working with they'll do a worship set on their own and then like the kids i've been working with like on preaching messages they'll preach their message to that small group and Mm. so uh but it's usually only like four to ten kids that'll come yeah. through right um and so like this summer we had uh i think it was six that were coming through consistently or seven um so it's not like this like huge thing but it, it makes huge strides in the youth group when you have six uh or seven folks who are feeling like they're fulfilling their calling and walking yeah. into that yeah. stepping into it um so yeah that's kind of how that looks and so when it gets to that point when they're all coming at the same time then my schedule goes back to kind of how it used to be and and i can jump on that uh because i since i split worship and youth i usually do youth um tuesdays and wednesdays and mondays i'm kind of split both like just kind of admin for both and then thursdays is really when i dive into worship and so um doing the like music lessons and stuff is it was kind of an easy transition for me to do that but yeah, it's been kind of a cool thing that we've had. Uh, it's been a mark on our youth ministry. So That's dope, bro. I love that. Um, one thing, though, that I do want to go back to again um, is you said this, like the series that you guys are going through right now is like you're looking through the Bible from start to finish. Um, and even like you said, it's like kind of like getting little snapshots of different moments in Scripture that now students are being able to tie into that. And you said something that I thought was interesting it was like hey i feel like this might be a little bit um boring for the students yeah. like what what is it that's that you find that's not boring or maybe something you're doing right now that is um it gets enticing for these students to continue to come to yeah so i so each book 
or each section. So like we did Genesis as a whole series. We did Exodus as a whole series. But then we did Joshua, Judges, and Ruth as one. Mm. And so sometimes... I don't mean as much to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's just kind of like looking at what's going to bring attention. Uh, and so like there was like the new Spider-Man movie that came out. There was... And Joey really helped come up with this for us. But there was like this phrase in the movie called Canon of canon event uh which was like it's like this important event that needs to happen for the plot to continue in the, the development of the character so anyway it's like the joshua judges and ruth uh series we just called it canon event and never watched the movie and it had well it had so the graphic had all these like comic book strips and everything yeah. so then the kids were like super into it even though they had no clue what i was going to talk about um and so just like some things like that but something that um uh a uh, youth pastor, like kind of mentor friend of mine had said, um, a while back was like, Hey, if like your if your youth students are at school, like learning pre-cal, like they can learn theology. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, and that's something I was doing was like, what thinking I had to like water it down a ton yeah. for these students. Cause all oh, they can't understand. And it's not like you need to go on and, and, and preach for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like this like super deep, like seminary message or whatever. But, um, but they can understand uh, theology. They can understand the Word of God. And when they do, when they catch, like, oh, man, that's what it's really about, it mm-hmm. actually fires them up more than you would think. That's so cool. Um, and so that's what we've been finding where it's like, hey, there's stuff in the Bible that's, like, really important. And just been tying it to things. Something we've done with every every message, not just every series, but every single message, we tie it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds like, oh, of course. But, like, a, like an actual story... <laughs> an actual story that like mirrors because yeah. it's actually so it's got this like kind of like mystery effect to it where they're like wondering what story is like an almost an exact mirror of like mm. an old testament story to this because everything points to jesus in the yeah. old testament and so uh they've enjoyed it um uh we've added a lot more like small group time mixed within it um but i do think it's just a season i think uh we'll move on to other ideas and other yeah. things afterwards um, but it's been it's been cool for them. So that's dope. Yeah. What's up with the Nephilim? The Nephilim. Yeah. Um, what? Mm, someone doesn't read his Bible. Someone doesn't. No, read... I know that, but like, what do you? I don't know. I don't. Know. Are you just you're, asking? You're are you teaching just through Genesis, question? so I want to oh. know, bro. What's up with the Nephilim? Yeah. yeah so, where'd they come from? So when I when I did that one, <laughs> I kind of like I did the it was, I did the cop out thing where it was like, here's what a lot of smart people say, <laughs> and I like gave kind of the different perspectives of what the Nephilim could be, and then I gave like what I thought it was. So what do you then, think? Um. <laughs> On record. <laughs> Such an awkward conversation. On record. <laughs> On record. Uh, I think there's some sort of like like uh, <laughs> like spiritual being <laughs> uh, aspect to it. Wrong. Um, but because uh, some people just think it was like royalty mixed with like peasants and like there's some weird. Uh, Those people are wrong. Too. You young Earth or what old you, Earth? What do you think? Oh, we're going. We're going here. Here we are. Young Earth or old Earth? I. Am, <laughs> I'm nervous to answer. I don't know what you guys think, uh, but it's not about you. Uh, <laughs> I I'm probably uh, more old Earth than young Earth. Mm. I would say, uh, mm. but not no faith, huh? Interesting. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not completely old Earth. I think God can create uh, with like aged aspects of the world, if mm. that makes sense. But yeah. 
I don't know that it's just 6,000 years. Yeah. The one thing we know is it is flat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's biblical. Firmament. Oh, man. Dude, my TikTok right now is full of conspiracy theories. Let's get on top of it. Let's go. You don't want to. Pro. We'll make that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so thrown off with that question. Like, I thought you I had, like, some kind point? of, like, point behind it. Like, it made it, me blush. Made Not everything blush. needs a point. Sometimes they do. Are you young Earth or old Earth, Charlie? I, I'll say I've only seen things I've for young Earth than old Earth. But then again, the way see, you worded that was the most confusing. Because it's I like thought you I had can, a stroke I right see, now. <laughs> I see both. <laughs> I can see both ways, but I lean more on the the young Earth. Wow. I know. Brett, what do you think about that? I'm. You just said you just said that you're older than then Charlie's <laughs> saying he thinks that you're I stupid. I love Charlie. <laughs> and here's the thing, I don't know. So uh I think with, it's a secondary issue. Yeah. It, no. With things like that, I don't I don't Major. know that I have to have the right answer, but just so you could be right. <laughs> what are some of the questions those students are asking you when it comes to looking at the Bible chronologically right now? Like, what are some of like the craziest questions that they they have? Because I know a big part of your guys' youth ministry is small groups. So, what yeah. are those questions that are arising <laughs> right now? Yeah, there, I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot. I mean, there was a lot of questions about like creation, you know, and like the timeline. Um, and then there was a lot of questions about the Nephilim. Uh, and then there's like random questions. Like, there's always a junior higher like. Uh, what about dinosaurs or mm. do aliens exist or you know when you're talking about genesis all that kind yeah, of stuff comes yeah. out you open the door for it yeah yeah um and then exodus got pretty deep like in the interactions like with with god um and moses like at sinai and one of the questions was like there's kind of a confusing text where it talks about that like God like called the children of Israel to the mountain, mm-hmm. but then they like didn't go up, and it was like all mad. Yeah. And they're like, wait, why do we? That doesn't make any sense. So like questions like that, where you're just kind of diving into it. Um, uh, and there's a lot more uh, questions, but can you teach us a man camp lesson? Yeah, um, something. Uh, well, not necessarily. I won't teach you a man camp lesson, but I do want to share a story of how it got started. If I not can, what I if, asked. If I could do that. Um, <laughs> I had some young guys uh, chilling at my house, um, and we were just talking about life. And these are like college age guys, so leaders. And and um, one of the questions that just came up, and I didn't realize because one one of the guys there uh, just kind of had some rough family life growing up, and dad was in and out of prison, just uh, just tough, you know. And so one of the things that the the guys asked was just like, how how do you how do you treat a woman is what they said. And I thought he was kind of like joking at first, you know, I was like, what do you mean? And he was dead serious. Like, how do you mm. treat a woman? And, and so we got into this like long conversation. And so one of the things we talked about is like how, um, uh, when you get to that place of being married, a lot of people will say, uh, that you, you know, have to fight and fight well or whatever. And just something that, and not, you know, Folks might not agree with me on this, but something that I've just been a a, a a strong like proponent of is that you you don't have to like yell and shout and and fight in that type of way. And sometimes it happens if you know we're, none of us are perfect. But um, I use this example, and so I I told him I was like, hey, if you were mad at Danielle, like my wife, and she said something 
that you weren't okay with? Like, how would you approach her? And they're like, well, we, I'd probably just like call a meeting and have a conversation and like whatever. And so I was like, so you, would you ever yell at my wife? And they're like, no. And so then I was like, okay, then why would you yell at yours? You know, mm. you treat my wife better than you treat your wife. That doesn't quite make sense to me. And um, so, and there's just a couple lessons. Like something my dad taught me when I was younger was that if I'm in an argument with my wife, just to sit down. Um, because there's like this aspect of me standing up where I can yell and dominate the conversation. But if I sit down, I put myself in a posture of like um, just gentleness and just uh, a little bit more of um, just honoring her or whatever. And so certain things like that I've taught them. Um, And because they come like the – the one guy whose dad was in and out of prison, his dad was in prison because he beat his mom. So it's like they, mm. they just don't have an example of how to like conflict resolution in a marriage like healthily. And uh, and I was blessed to like growing up, my parent I never saw my parents fight like once, like in terms of like screaming and shouting and throwing stuff across the room or whatever. They they'd argue and disagree, but they always had conversations about it and stuff. So that's something I was trying to teach. And like I said, some people are just more fiery, and so it's not yeah. as realistic. But uh, we can—I think we can all pursue that, you know—to be adults and relationships, and whatever. That's but good. That's dope, bro. That's good. Well, they're just one of my lessons. <laughs> That's good. So you guys are gonna be doing a girl camp. What are you gonna be teaching with that? <laughs> At the girl camp, I don't know. You have to ask my wife on the on another episode of the podcast. <laughs> That's, yeah, we'll have her on the podcast. <laughs> but dude, Brett, hey, for really quick, for those that are listening, if there was anything that Brett said today that you're like, that I want to disagree know more, with, yeah, <laughs> disagree <laughs> with, don't send um, me an email. But no, legit, like when it comes to um, anything that he said, and you want more information on, I'm gonna give the floor to you really quick to share your Instagram so people can reach out to you if you're okay with that. Uh, sure. Uh, what yeah. is your Instagram so people can message you? Yeah, my Instagram is just BT Westerfield. BT Westerfield. Reach out to him, guys. And uh, like I said, if you have any questions about anything he said, reach out to him. Also, our Instagram account is still there, and you guys can go ahead and message us at SoCal Youth Pastors. But um, Gary, Elliot, thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah. today. Uh, Brett, yeah. it was good having you on back-to-back episodes. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Um, of course, bro. And then, yeah, other than that, we will catch you on the next podcast.